An international law expert believes Japan is passing the risk of its proposed release of treated nuclear wastewater into the ocean onto Pacific leaders. This follows a meeting in Japan between a Pacific Islands forum delegation and the government of Japan, where Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida gave his assurance that Japan will not discharge over one million tons of wastewater from the damaged Fukushima Daiichi nuclear power plant until such time that it is verifiably safe to do so. Duncan Curry told Lydia Lewis, "It's a lackluster outcome with Pacific nations stuck in between a rock and a hard place." I've been working on this issue with people in Korea for oh over a year now, and it really does seem increasingly apparent apparent that the only way of stopping Japan from going ahead with its plans is by taking legal action. And uh, quite frankly, it's a rather simple action which needs to be taken, which is. Filing a case before the International Tribunal for the Law of the Sea, and、uh, on the basis that Japan is not legally, and I think it's really clear that it's not legally permitted to cause this kind of pollution of the, both the high seas and of neighbouring countries, including the Pacific countries. So while it's really good news that the Pacific Island Forum is taking this very seriously and is engaging in Discussions with Japan. Unfortunately, there's no indication that Japan is going to change its mind. And in fact, quite the opposite. They're going ahead. They're building the tunnels. They're building the infrastructure. And there's every indication that they do intend to go ahead. So,、um, yeah, I think it's really important that the Pacific Island countries, and particularly those in the North Pacific, because that's where the radiation is likely to end up, take the necessary steps to actually make sure this doesn't happen. I mean, the Federated States of Micronesia. The president,、uh, Mr. Panuelo, has come out last week and said that he completely trusts Japan and has no reservations about this nuclear waste disposal at all. What was your reaction to that? Well, unfortunately, the science isn't there. You know, the science、um, we do know that there can be cumulative effects of radiation in. Marine life. What we do know that Japan has not carried out the kind of research and test that it needs to have carried out on on the marine life, on again accumulation. You know what happens when the radiation elements and so on, and and what happens when it goes through the food chain. So none of us can confidently say, and including Japan, can confidently say this will not affect the either the marine life or indeed even ultimately end up in. Humans that may end up eating the marine, the, the, the seafood. You know, we, I was in Korea just before Christmas, and it was re- very, very clear that, Jap- that sorry, that South Korean co- consumers are extraordinarily concerned about this. You know, surveys are showing that over 90% of South Korean seafood consumers would not buy fish that could have been contaminated by this pollution. And、uh, I think that people will find increasingly that this is a widespread concern. I spoke with Tepco, and they maintain that this is going to be safe. It's not necessarily safe right now, but by the time this wastewater is released, it will be safe. Do you believe them? Well,、uh, firstly, they have absolutely no intention of removing the tritium in the seawater, and that is highly radio- that was, is radioactive, 
And again, that accumulates in seafood. We do know that from the very few studies that have been carried out on tritium. Uh, we also know that there'll be other um, radioactive substances in, in that water. We know that the the uh, t- treatment that they've been carrying out, called the ALPS treatment, has not been successful and the water has had to be retreated. So unfortunately, the facts just do not um, bear that kind of um, bland assurance. I mean, if if Japan had done what it needs to do, which is carry out a full environmental impact assessment, carrying out studies on marine life, remember this release is going to be for over 30 years, so these have got to be long-term studies. Um, if that kind of studies had been done, then I think we'd be having a different conversation. What we do know, for example, is um, recent correspondence with the International Atomic Energy Agency showed that um, Japan has only done any studies on three species, um, you know, a flatfish, I think it was, a uh, a species of crab and a, um, a, and a species of seaweed. And you know, this is just not good enough. PIF has sent out a statement saying it welcomes Jap- the Japanese uh, Prime Minister's assurance that Japan will not discharge the nuclear wastewater until such a time that is, it is verifiably safe to do so. What do you make of that statement? A bit vague? It's vague, but the question is who's done the verification? You know, the studies that the International Atomic Energy Agency have been carried out are simply studies on the um, dose, what's called dose-response relationship with the with, with some marine life, and that is not what we're looking for. What we need to know is that what happens when the these radioactive substances accumulate in the in the, the fish and in, in, in the marine life. And the, the other point to bear in mind is that there is an easy alternative here. TEPCO can acquire more land, build more tanks, and tritium, which again is the main radioactive substance here of of immediate concern, um, only has a relatively short half-life of 12 years. So the longer it's stalled, the less of a threat it is. So the safest thing to do and the sensible thing to do is simply keep on storing it. The reason I won't do do that is it's simply cheaper to discharge to the Pacific than it is to um, explore these alternatives. What are the possibilities when they've said quite straightly to me that this is happening? Well, that's right. I mean, that's why... I would argue that that in this case going to to court is really the only alternative that's left because they've clearly closed their mind to alternatives. By the way, there's another alternative which is go to the United States and and contract for the technology that that will would get rid of the tritium in the water. You know that would be expensive as well. That you know probably in the range of hundreds of millions of dollars per year to run, but um, it could be done. So again, this comes back to, down to money, and I think what Japan is really doing is it's passing the risk on to both to the, the Pacific Island countries, to South Korea, to China, um, to, to and to the fisher, fisher folk, uh, and that's what's what is really, uh, I think, uh, unacceptable. Do you think that the Pacific Islands are in kind of a rock and a hard place here because obviously they they feel like they need the support of Japan? They're a long-standing partner. Yeah. You know, they in, in these times they wouldn't want to lose lose Japan on the, their side. That's right. The, the, the politics are really difficult because you've effectively got China and South Korea on the one side, and Japan and the United States on the other. 
which which is you know, not good geopolitics, to, uh, not a good space to be in at the moment, because the US does strongly support Japan in any case, and obviously supports them against China. And then at the same time, you, you're absolutely right, the um, Pacific Island countries are enormously reliant on Japan for so many reasons, um, aid, you know, fisheries assistance, fisheries contracts, and so on, um, that, um, yeah, they... That they are between a rock and a hard place, and that's what's so difficult about it. Is this um, meaning you know, that, I, sorry to interrupt you, but should then the United States be questioned over this and play a, a bigger role and be held responsible over this if it's, you know, if they're on yeah, one side? Yeah, you would really hope so. And I think, you know, obviously countries such as Federal States Micronesia um, have a very strong relationship with the US, as does Palau, as does even the Marshall Islands. I think Marshall Islands are probably fine because they're anti-nuclear. They do hold the line much more strongly, perhaps. But yeah, I think it would be good to question the US. I mean, for example, only very recently, um, over 100 marine laboratories, including Woods Hole, put out a very strong statement um, against this this um, planned, planned release. So yeah, you've got US scientists, um, one of the... Pacific Island Forum scientist is a very prominent U.S. scientist. We've got U.S. Marine Labs saying this is a bad idea. And I think, yeah, I think particularly in the Pacific Island Forum, um, I think pressure should go on to the U.S. as well as Japan and and, and you know, pressure, pressure the U.S. not to continue to blindly support Japan and, and what it's trying to do. Mm-hmm. While the Pacific Islands Forum has been using some really strong words and making some strong statements, is there underlying cause is not the right word, but they're underlying, I guess, how they want this to be dealt with, with, which is basically they support the release as long as it's safe. Is that a soft way to deal with this instead of calling for a different way of, you know, dealing with the the water? Well, it is because, well, it's, it's very soft and it's not going to be effective because Japan's going to continue to say yes, you know, it's safe, even in the face of the of of evidence that it's not. And unfortunately, you won't know that the outcome for you know, who knows five, ten years. We just don't know. Um, and I mean, we do know the, the radioactive, radioactivity will go into the sediment. Again, we do know the Alps treatment has failed in the past. Um, you know, there are so many unknowns um, that. Uh, I think one of the the things I would have thought the Pacific Island countries will be really concerned about is reputational risk. You know, if consumers begin to get the impression that, um, you know, this, you know, for example, Pacific, Pacific tuna um, is maybe contaminated, then you know, that would have its own economic risk. So unfortunately, there's no easy solutions here. Um, you know, we, we've had the same situation, for example, with. Um, radioactive shipments going through the Pacific, and with you know, very similar politics going coming to play, and there you know, there was a really specific concern. Uh, similarly, that if you know, if there was a radioactive shipment to sink in the in the Pacific Ocean, then people may buy, stop buying seafood, not necessarily because it is contaminated, because they perceive it may be contaminated, and that's the problem that both the Japanese fishing industry face as well as the South Korean fishing industry. So it doesn't just come down to um, you know, evidence, which you know, is going to take some time to ascertain. It also comes down to you know, immediate effects on, on the fishing industry. Um, and, and that's, I think, one of the... That's really what, specifically why I say they're passing on, on the risk to the to the Pacific. That's exactly what they're doing. Um, you know, they're taking the cheap 
simple option and and you know letting that that risk you know lies where it falls, which is in both in the high seas and uh, in the Pacific Island, and particularly in South Korea and China. You know, the, you know there is, uh, I mean, and we're confident that there is modelling which does show that the radioactive plumes um, will head down in a number of years to the, to the North Pacific. It won't happen immediately, but it, it will get there. And New Zealand, uh, their response to my query following the conference that uh, both yourself and myself attended was that they will not be taking Japan to court. What's your response to that? Yeah, I think it would, it's unfortunate that New Zealand um, is taking that stance because New Zealand has the resources and has the diplomatic ability as well as, as, well as the legal resources to take this kind of step. And after all, you know, laws are there to be enforced. You know, we shouldn't just bow down to political real politics, if you like. Um, when, I mean, quite frankly, this comes almost comes down to an open and shut case. This far, and I, I, I don't say that lightly. But, um, you know, the, the international law is very, very clear that states cannot undertake activities in their own waters um, that will have harmful effects in the high seas. And the only question there is is how, how harmful it will be. There's no, damage, there's no question that releasing radioactivity is contaminating the high seas and contaminating the species economic zones where it reaches. So it, you, know, you would really hope that New Zealand being you know, a, a country with great responsibility and and um, you know, as well as resources would really just be you know, be able to be seen to be a leader rather than just letting these things happen.